BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Anna Winter hostess with the mostest, Michael Munoz, and welcome to In Yo Mouth! In your mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to. Oh God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In your mouth. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz, and happy holidays. Are you over this holiday season yet? Because I sure am. I have had none of my Christmas shopping done, and I've gained all the weight because all I'm eating is Christmas cookies and drinking the mead and the coquito. Um, so I am really, really excited for today's episode because today I have a spectacular woman on the pod with me, someone who is a brand new friend and has given me an opportunity that I cherish very much so. She is the editor of West 42nd Street Magazine. Uh, you may have heard of it, you know, because I talk about it all the time on the pod. Say hello to Ms. Ruth Walker, everybody. Say hi. Hello. How, nice to be here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so great that you've taken time out of your busy schedule because I know that magazine is <laughs> yep. due to go to the presses, girl. That bitch is going to be born <laughs> any minute now. <laughs> but you said wine, and so I thought, okay. I know. So um, I, in your mouth, listeners, I know and you know that we don't often drink on the pod, but this is a very, very special occasion. Why? Because it's the holidays, and I have Ruth here to talk to me all about Scottish holidays, what it's like to be editor of a fabulous magazine, and so on and so forth. So let's get to the important things first, Ruth. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, <laughs> go for it. Well, first, I need to wish you Happy National Roast Suckling Pig Day. Oh, yay. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew, right? <laughs> Do you like roast suckling pig? No. What? No, I have had it before, and it's just not very nice. Really? And it's a baby pig. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, I don't know Michael, if we're going to get along. <laughs> Give me bacon, but the real suckling pig, he needs to grow. He needs to learn. No, it's so tender and delicious and if seasoned well, Jesus. Oh, oink, oink. <laughs> A woman after my own heart. Oh, my goodness. Um, I tend to ask everyone, why, why do we need national holidays, like national food holidays for every last food item out there? Do you have an opinion on this? I do. It's not popular, but it's bullshit. Okay. Like, really? Why is there a National Marshmallow Day? Why is there a National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day? Eat them whenever. Do you think Do you think it's just cause for... Do you, uh, maybe. How about this? Because people have said it's like big sugar and big like food kind of pushing p 
pushing like this kind of yeah. like the the pharmaceutical industry but like the food industry kind of pushing this on us to make more sales it's marketing or do you think it's the fact that we as humans just need like cause to celebrate all the time <laughs> no i'm cynical it's marketing okay it's like valentine's day it's just an opportunity to sell shit to us like marshmallows or yeah. roast suckling pig yeah. i wonder how many roast suckling pigs are being sold I today <laughs> and i didn't know there was a roast suckling pig industry frankly so i mean the pork industry is a whole nother conversation yeah. that we can have uh, with like gas emissions and <laughs> let's not yeah <laughs> not in this small room <laughs> about listeners we i have invited ruth on the pod and we are podcasting today out of my tiny christmas spectacular office it's like santa's little workshop it, right here it is if it, it was is. in in a bathroom yes i mean <laughs> thanks we work but um you're gonna leave covered in glitter you'll be finding it for days and it's just gonna be joyous yeah, it's an average wednesday i know um i also do something that i hold near and dear on the pod, Ruth, um, near and dear to my heart, I should say. And that is, I call the voices of my gay ancestors. And on this day in gay history, in 2010, the U.S. Senate votes 65 to 31 in favor of repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell. President Obama officially repeals the military policy a few days later. Cause for celebration during this holiday season, wouldn't you agree? Yes, I'm raising my glass yes, of cheap red right now. Chink. Yes, thank you for the red. What are we drinking? It's a cheeky little bogle. Oh. A Merlot. <laughs> a bogle. A bogle Merlot. Is that Scottish slang? No, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it is actually... From the oh. Bogle Vineyards. All right, well, and shout they, out to you, Bogle Vineyards. Yeah, and, and they are not the sponsors of today's In Your Mouth. No, but I will take your money if you're ready to give it to me, or your wine, because it's pretty delicious. Um, so thank you for that. So let's get into it. So you're editor of West 42nd Street Magazine. How does a beautiful, redheaded, naturally redheaded oh, woman yes, um, end up from Scotland here in New York running a magazine? Well, it's a little magical fairy tale. Um, yeah. it's the story starts actually in Scotland in St Andrews, um, a golf famous golf town. Lots of people I'm sure will know it who are golf fans. I was at a wedding of a very good friend of mine, um, and her husband to be also happened to be very good friends with this gentleman who was setting up a magazine in New York City. Um, he was single, I was single. We hooked up. Um, we got oh. to know each other. He came back to New York City. I went back to my job in Edinburgh and thought nothing more of it until about two months later. And his he had launched his magazine. The launch editor had decided not to stay and he was in a bit of a pickle. So um, that called me and asked if I would like to come out and guest edit the February issue of West 42nd Street. That would be February 2015. So I came out for a couple of weeks. Um, we didn't hate each other. Um, so ended up just kind of staying. I made myself invaluable and here I am five years later. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So the magazine is still kind of young. It's a baby. I love yeah. it. I it's love it. It's a toddler. It is. But one of the things I hear about the magazine before I started uh, working with you and writing for the magazine is how great the magazine feels. So in your mouth listeners, this is an in-print magazine called West 42nd Street that covers the area between, and correct me if I'm wrong, 34th Street and 57th Street here in Manhattan between 8th and 12th Avenues? Yes, pretty much. I mean, we have, our, our covers always have this these lovely boundaries around them. So it's 34th actually to 59th okay. and 8th Avenue to the river. But as we grow as a business and as we, we grow our um, our the, the, the people we, we feature and the people who are interested in the magazine we find that actually it has a relevance way beyond the Hell's Kitchen neighborhood so we are available in the east side we're available for as far south probably as Chelsea meatpacking we go up to Lincoln Center and beyond and we have 
ambitions uh, next year in 2020 to to be increasing our, our circulation even further beyond those boundaries. And what is the circulation? It is 30,000 30, uh, copies. Wow, wow. In print, folks, like print is still a thing. It's alive and well and vibrant and tactile. It's, it's a a very real tangible thing which you know you don't get with, with digital digital consumption and actually i read some bizarre um statistic which i will probably get wrong now but it was something like um gen z are uh, reading more print than any other generation before them you know previous to the baby boomers so it's a it is a new thing that is kind of cool wow i guess i guess it's like vinyl it's it's making yeah. a comeback yeah because uh, have you have you seen this that vinyl records are now all the rage the yeah. right i'm waiting i'm waiting for cassette tapes to come no. back <laughs> no. do you remember having to when they got they got all tangled and you had to roll them up with a pen with a pencil yeah no with the number two pencil yeah. yes yes <laughs> we are we are ladies of a certain age mm. here on in your in your mouth we're talking old school <laughs> Listen, I still have my Paula Abdul uh, shut up and dance cassette uh, cassettes up in my mother's attic somewhere. But do you even have a cassette player to play them? I do, up in my mother's oh, attic. Really? Who knows if the heat uh, during the summers have warped it all yeah. or if they still work. My father used to have one of the reel-to-reels um, oh my word! Players, do yeah. you remember those? Yes. So, folks who don't remember this out there, there were these two huge, like reel-to-reel um, discs that you'd put on this machine, and it looked like cassette tape, but it was real huge, but, but much huge. bigger. Yeah, yeah, bigger yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, I mean, is the does the thirty thousand um, the readership of thirty thousand include? the online or is that something or is that something different <laughs> the online thing is completely different because we're actually not online but i i can read it online well actually you can you can read it on um a, a format called issue it's on pdf format but our, we don't include that as our readership and we're really committed to actually getting people to read in print you know i sincerely believe that taking time away from our phones taking time away from our screens is a really sort of valuable um almost meditative uh, mindful thing to do and the more we can encourage people to pick up a physical magazine and spend 40 minutes flicking it reading it do, do, making paper airplanes out of it do what you wish but yeah get off your phones guys yeah, but what's the world going to do without like Tinder, Grinder, and well, all the other? It will grind <laughs> to a halt. It will grind to a halt, my friend. Maybe we'll start actually meeting each other in person. And oh my God! Developing God genuine relationships. God forbid, Ruth, <laughs> that we meet each other in person. That's unheard of. <laughs> Girl, it's the future. Seriously. I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. As, as a gay man who's almost 40 years old, I don't believe it anymore. I don't know. Like, you, you have never met anyone in real life? Uh, no, I have. There used to, I remember, listen, uh, I'm the last generation, especially he, growing up here in New York, that remembers having to use a payphone, meeting people in Chelsea on the catwalk, on the street, meeting people at a coffee shop. Now with the dawn of all these dating apps and hookup apps, even when you go out to the bar, bars to meet people, People are on the dating apps in the bars, and I'm like, well, what's the point? I'm going to say, I think that's you guys. Okay. I think it's the gays. Okay, are, are, I am are you not blaming the homosexuals? I, it is, I'm sorry, it's the homosexuals. Okay. I am not finding that. I, I accept I, it. Most straight women <laughs> I know hate the dating apps. Like, it is a necessary evil, but they absolutely hate it. And any excuse they can to get off them, they will get off them. Oh. So, yeah, the, the in real life thing is, is real. It's happening. It's the future. Trust me. Oh, okay. And are you meeting the men's uh, uh, out and about? Uh, yes, it's or, happening. Are we single? I don't even know. Well, one is one is dating. Okay. One is one is out there. So, yeah, right. gentlemen, listeners, if there are any of you out there, I am single and willing to mingle. All right. Well, listen. If there's anything that I would hope for that comes out of this pod is <laughs> is me. It's me playing Cupid. That would make me so happy. Seriously. Uh, listen, I have 70 listeners in China. Okay. <laughs> listen, I, and I've seen Crazy Rich Asians. So, and that man was gorgeous. So let's, let's get you and I. Like, Let me get, get me a Crazy Rich Asian right now. Listen, I am here for it. Do you hear that out there? <laughs> 
So, um, how often are you going, because this magazine obviously takes up so much time, and I mean, we're, I am part of it now, and we're coming out with a January issue, uh, we're moments away from it. How often are you getting to go home? Like, it's the holidays, do you get to go home often, not so much? Well, it's interesting you use that word home, because I have started um, really examining how I use that word and what I consider home. I mean, New York is, is home for me. Uh, but I go back to the UK a couple of times a year, mm-hmm. usually in the summer, and I go back in the holidays uh, to see family. So I will be heading off on December 23rd for a couple of weeks um, right. of, yeah, just some, you know, haggis and, you know, haggis. Some, some traditional Scottish fare. Haggis. Let's talk haggis. Can you? I've never had it, but I don't. And I've eaten a lot of interesting things in my life. Can can you? I'll explain? bet you have, my love. Uh, well, I'm. We're talking outside of the bedroom and in the restaurant. <laughs> Excuse me. No, listen. <laughs> the tagline for in your mouth is, "I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets." Okay. So, so it's all fair it's game all, here. Yeah, it's it's all fair game, but. Relating to haggis, can you explain to the children what haggis is? <laughs> um, I wish I had actually properly researched this before coming in, but I would describe it as, I mean, it's really just like a sausage. It's all the bits of an animal that are unidentifiable as animal um, and can't really be called meat, all chopped up with some grain and lots of spices, wrapped in traditionally a sheep's stomach, but probably more likely a sausage skin. But it's tasty as fuck. So it's like it's like a bologna or a, I'm trying to relate it to something. It's more grainy than bologna. Um, or like I mean, a hot dog or... No, not like a no? hot dog. It's not like that. It's, it's more textural than that. So okay. it's something to get your teeth into. Um, so um, the Wikipedia definition of haggis is a savory pudding uh, containing sheep's pluck whatever that is is. uh, minced with onion oatmeal suet spices and salt mixed with mixed with stock and cooked while traditionally encased in the animal's stomach wow yum listen uh, get me some good haggis i'll bring some back get me some good haggis and i'll i'll give it a go i mean i've eaten everything from crickets to duck's web so oh, ducks what well, the, 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 between the feet yeah oh is that not a bit chewy um it's not my favorite thing <laughs> and i don't have textural eating problems i actually don't understand people with textural mm. eating problems but no, I don't if i were to understand them it would be ducks web because i i went on a chinatown food tour with a very popular asian food blogger shout out to you mad hungry woman um and we, she ordered duck's web, and it was all traditional Chinese cuisine. Ninety-eight um, percent of it was delicious, except for this duck's web because it's just duck's feet, and it's like gelatinous, but yeah. like the bones are still there. But they're like, it's more like cartilage than anything, so they're chewy. And then you put this like spicy vinegar mustard. No. It just wasn't. No, me. you've lost me. Yeah, haggis is way tastier. It, it is actually contraband, um, so I would have to smuggle it in. But I think I, I think I can get tinned All stuff right. for you. So I will. I will bring some. All right. Nothing like it. some good canned meat. Canned for the meat. Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's quality. Have you had spam before? Speaking of canned meat, I have meat. had spam. Yeah. I mean, mm. Mm? Yeah. Uh, how have you had it? <laughs> like, have you just eaten it like out of the can? You know. As fritters, I think. Deep fried. Oh, that sounds delicious. So I had Spam the first time on the pod, episode like five or something. And now this is episode 96. Um, so a ve- like 96 weeks ago, I had Spam for the first time. And I made a Spam fried rice, uh, just pan seared Spam and Spam with an egg in it. And delicious all around. Delicious wow. all around. You, do you know Monty Python? Yeah. So you'll know the, the Spam song. Yes, um, I can't think of it off the top of the my head. The words are really difficult to remember. Yeah, no, they're not because it's just spam. spam. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> spam, 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 spam. It's oh. it's not a good sales pitch. Okay, all right. But, um, um, it took me uh, three times before I laughed at Monty Python's The Holy Grail. 
You had to watch it three times through. Yes. Why did you even watch it a second time? Because everybody in college was obsessed with it. And we'd have these big screenings. Right. So I watched it. I was like, I don't really get this. And then I was like, I really want to try to understand this and get this. And so I watched it again. And I was like, oh, okay. And then by the third time, I found it funny because like a little bit was the language mm-hmm. and the accent and trying to, trying to like... A lot happens with Monty Python. It's a very specific humor. Are you a big Monty Python fan? Not massive. No, no, not massive. Three times is commitment. I would not watch a movie three times that I had not found funny the first time. Really? Um, no, I enjoy it now. Like, I, I could go back and watch it again and and just really, like, reminisce and find it very, very funny. And, you know, bring out your dad thing. <laughs> you see, you laughed. <laughs> It's classic. It is yeah. classic. Yes. It's classic. Yes. I'm not dead He's not yet. the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Funny, 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 funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, riddle me this, Batman, as I almost spill my wine over here. How come it took you so long to get, like, a food writer on the... At West 47th Ooh, Street. Ooh, we're getting personal now, are no, we? No, uh, not a, really. It's just right to me. No, not at all. Um... <laughs> You know, I was blessed that you kind of found me twice, right? Yes. Once, once via, I think, a mutual friend of ours, um, who I don't remember right now. Oh, comedian um, Scott. He was on the podcast. He doesn't listen. I'm looking at you blankly. I can't even remember who it was. Oh, I forget who it was, too. He's a comedian. He's a gay comedian. And I... Scott somewhere. Oh, no. Rob Panos. Oh, Rob introduced us. Yeah. Not a comedian... But Just an very, adorable person. But a very lovely man. Shout out to you if you're listening, Rob. Um, and you told my coming out story for Pride like three years That's ago. That's right. Right? Um, and then three years later, you found me again to just do like a day in a food blogger's life and now and then that's how we started to have this conversation because as I picked up the magazine and as I was reading, I was like, why doesn't this have a food person in it talking about like a, a great neighborhood with some really great food like was that just not on the radar or was it just like yet one more thing to conquer because you're just so busy (laughs) you know it was totally on the radar Mm -hmm. um i would say if you're thinking about the neighborhood of hell's kitchen you think about food number one really food and broadway they're the, the big industries big things that are happening in this neighborhood so food was always something that we 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 covered in different ways we had a nutrition writer for a while but the, I, mean, I suppose the thing is that because the magazine is very focused on people and people's stories and individuals, um, I didn't just want to run restaurant reviews, for instance. Oh, yes. So yes. I was looking for, I suppose, a way in to to the food um, that, that we have in Hell's Kitchen in the great area of restaurants and a kind of unique way of covering it that wasn't like Eater or, you know, Grub, whatever oh, yeah. it is. On Grub Street. Or, yeah. yeah. And then you came and you, you you pitched to me some ideas and I loved your style of writing and you just have so much personality that it became about you. It's, it's your personality. Um, and that was what was important. It had to be human focused. Exactly, exactly. And when we had this conversation and In Your Mouth listeners, a little inside view, yes, I didn't want to write restaurant reviews. I just don't necessarily think that's very interesting. Um, there, You can go to Yelp and listen to... Um, Who's everyone? Who's that person that everyone makes fun of? Uh, not Becky, the person who always wants to see the manager, Helen. I have no. Is this a, wait, a Yelp thing? Yeah, it's um, it's or the, SNL or it's, something. It's it's the like Midwestern white woman that always wants to speak to the manager because there's always something wrong. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, it's that. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. I didn't. I don't really necessarily write like writing negative things. Hmm. No, I mean that was very important to me. I mean. You know what? You, you you're right. You can get a a restaurant review anywhere you choose. You know, just Google the restaurant. You can get you know any number of of reviews. And I didn't think we could really add anything to that. No. Um, but what I do find interesting is the story behind the restaurant, for instance. You know why they come to be there. Um, any kind of insight to that? I'm a storyteller, number yeah. one, and so I want to know the story. I don't just want to know if the egg fried rice was good. Yeah. Have you always been? Have you always been a writer? Like, what, what's been your journey? Oh, my. Well, I've always been a writer, but my first job was cleaning bedrooms in a luxury hotel. So I guess a yeah. toilet cleaner and then a writer. Listen, my best friend's mother, uh, my best friend, Michael Bragg, right? And shout out to you, Mama Rose. 
Um, his mother always says, if you can clean toilets, you will always have a job. <laughs> but that's true. I'm made. You know what? And I, I, I'm a pretty mean toilet cleaner, I'll tell you. Listen. Yeah, I could eat your dinner off that. that uh, uh, well, and some people out there, that's a fetish. <laughs> <laughs> this is going down avenues I had not foreseen. I mean, what I tell you, it's... It's just it's just like a night out at Pocket Bar between you and me over over some wine. It really is. It really is. Next, you'll be playing Celine Dion, and I'll be swinging from the ceiling. Well, you know, um, this this lamp in here looks pretty stable, so I'm sure you wouldn't be the first. It's industrial. It can take my weight. I think now is a great time to introduce Ruth to your favorite part of the pod and my favorite part of the pod. Are you ready for this, Ruth? Almost. Okay, because here we go for some food news update. Woo-hoo! Food news. Uh, food news. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. Dwayne The Rock Johnson teamed up with Salt and Straw to launch a line of holiday ice cream flavors. Oh, I like The Rock. Right? Yeah. I would eat ice cream (laughs) from the man. I would eat haggis from the man. Where would you eat the ice cream from? (laughs) Anywhere he fed it to me from. Lord Jesus. Oh, that man. (laughs) Feeling all hot and bothered. The Rock, if you're listening, oh yeah, single. I, I'm single. Yes, Dwayne. The, the two of us. Isn't he seeing somebody now or married? I think he's married happily. I'm sure I saw some sort of disgusting, sick-inducing wedding video. I know, I know. I think he's in love. Um, little-known fact: way back when, there used to be a gay life expo at the Javits at the Javits Center, where all these like gay businesses would come to show off and you'd go as a young gay person to drink and see drag queens and whatnot it was like the drag con before drag con anywho one year they brought in the madame tussauds rock wax figure next to the booth that i was helping out at and i was i i can't tell you how many times i passed that thing and checked it out and felt it up (laughs) true story Anywho, apparently The Rock loves Salt and Straw so much that he's invested in them and has also teamed up with the company to create a pack of his own holiday-themed ice creams. The pack, which retails for 65 bucks, that's a lot of money for ice cream, Jesus, features five different pints with two new flavors dreamed up by Dewanta Claus, or Dewanta Claus, that's what he's calling himself. Dewanta Claus, I guess. Dewanta Claus, right? <laughs> yeah, the flavors are I Saw Mommy Kissing Dewanta Claus, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, Peppermint Cocoa, Cinnamon Chai Spiced Eggnog, and Chocolate Gooey Brownie. All these flavors are inspired by his cheat day favorites. You know, the names went downhill because I was hoping they were all going to have due at the beginning. That would that would have and been... And then I was disappointed when you just got to, what was it, like cherry chocolate or something like that? Yeah, it's... cherry gooey brownie. They must or... have just run out of imagination. Yeah, chocolate gooey brownie. Yeah, I maybe. Listen, uh, am I am I still about to buy all of these? No, what, at that, <laughs> at that price? Seriously? <laughs> well, you know what? If Dwayne delivers them. Himself. Mm-hmm. And a loincloth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Up my five flights of stairs. Come on, Dwayne. That's it, yeah. right? The the ice cream may be melted, but you could pour. I'll pour it all over you and <laughs> lick it off. <laughs> Whew. Well, with that salt and straw, you know what? Good luck to you and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Obviously, there's no lack of love for you this holiday season. Chipotle requires a wellness check to prove sick workers aren't just hung over. <laughs> That's evil. I'm glad I didn't have that wellness check this morning. Ooh. Well, you know it's the holidays and we love the drink. Oh, uh, you know. I mean, I every had every morning. I had all the every morning. Every morning. <laughs> Roll out that hangover check Chipotle because frankly, <laughs> right? You'd be fired. Yeah. You'd be fired. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, I had all the champagne last night too cuz it's holiday party after holiday party. Got to do it. Be rude not to. I mean, Honestly. So basically at its uh, basis, uh, Chipotle has had a lot of drama in the past with E. coli outbreaks, so on and so forth. And so to make sure 
that their employees are as healthy as can be if an employee claims that they're very, very sick. And it's not every employee, um, so let's not get it twisted. But there's a nurse that they can call that they have to call into so they understand what the sickness is and to make sure that they're the most healthy before they return to work. Plus, they're also giving them paid sick leave, so they want to make sure that they're actually sick. You know, that seems fair. If I was the boss, then I wouldn't yeah. want... Yeah, I wouldn't want everyone calling us sicky every, you know, second you day know, over the holidays. For sure. For sure. Um, it, it, Vice.com, which I love. Thank you, Munchies, for this. Um, it definitely looks like they're trying to make sure that everyone's not hungover. But in the statement that Chipotle released, it, it seems like they really care and that they just don't want another outbreak or they're trying to really get ahead of you know food safety and food health so kudos to you chipotle out there for a giving your workers paid sick leave right that's a good thing that's a good thing i know it's legal uh, it's mandatory in new york it's illegal not to give your workers paid sick leave but i don't know about the rest of the country i don't know i don't know and i didn't do that research and that was not a message from our sponsor ladies and gentlemen Well, if Chipotle would also like to sponsor this podcast. I will take your money and your burritos. (laughs) (laughs) Martha Stewart collaborated with Wine Insiders to make wine pairing so much easier. Really? Is it that hard? (laughs) Is it that hard? For some some people? Listen, I cannot be mad at the queen of like everything home home and cooking and crafting i just can't be mad okay well you don't you don't be mad then (laughs) and i'm not mad it's just a way of making money i just don't think it's that hard like really you go to the liquor store you get a bottle of red wine you got a bottle of bogle a bottle of bogle (laughs) merlot thank you bogle (laughs) (laughs) you know what you like you drink it i mean you know clearly i am not uh, a connoisseur yeah, neither am I. And listen, if you have a good wine store, you don't even need to exactly. make the choices. They'll make the choices for you. You say to the dude, I'm having haggis tonight. What should I pair with it? Yeah, uh, exactly. What do you pair with haggis? Um, Whiskey, actually. Whiskey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Put a pin in that. So um, having the white, the, having the white wine, have, I'm all of a sudden Bobble Walters. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> having the right wine for the right meal or moment is very important. And I'm very excited to share the great wines I've curated at Martha Stewart Wine Company with the millions of wine insiders customers this holiday season, she said. As of now, there are four different sets of four different sets on the Wine Insider sites that can be purchased in half cases or full sizes. Obviously, half cases are sick. Full cases are 12. The themes are, now get this, because I don't think you're ready. The set's themes are holiday dinner, entertaining must-haves, go-to wedding, and cocktail hour crowd pleasers. It's really as easy as picking your occasion and how many bottles you may need for your guests. Cases retail between 95 and $200, depending on which curated case is chosen. Marketing. Marketing, marketing. Mm, it's not telling me anything. I know, but for that for that Midwestern housewife or that that blonde girl that lives in Murray Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, girlfriend, I'm never going to tell you to not buy wine. Buy it, enjoy it. Just know what you're being sold to. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm on your side, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart was also humming homecoming queen of my high school. Is that right? Yes, I went Same to... year. No. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> get out. Get out of my... Get off of my podcast and out of this studio. No. Um, I went to Xavier High School, uh, and it's an all-boy Jesuit semi-military academy here in New York City. I'm confused already. Yeah. Um, all-boy? So, all-boy. All How was she homecoming queen then? Because we have sister schools... And back in the day, she was homecoming queen. So shout out to you, Martha Stewart. Yay, Martha Stewart. And And if your wine company would like to sponsor this podcast. (laughs) Have you been listening to the pod? Because, (laughs) folks, I didn't tell her to say this, but she sounds like me on this pod. (laughs) And with that, I think this is a great end to Food News Update. Yes. I always tell everybody we do the most investigative reporting here on In Your Mouth. (laughs) 
I think that's why I'm such a good fit for West 42nd Street. You really are. <laughs> Thorough. Yes, thank you. So we're, we're enjoying haggis and whiskey. Yes. Right? And you're Scottish. Why whiskey? Why not? Why not? Okay. It's uh, it's our national drink. Okay. Uh, it has the power to cut through all the spices and the, the grease of haggis. So, Do you have uh, a favorite whiskey? I like a Speyside. A Speyside? Mm. What is a Speyside? I know nothing, so you're going to have to educate me. Okay, well, here's the thing. I, I cannot claim to be any kind of expert in whiskey, but you have island whiskies you which tend to be peatier the space side whiskies tend to be a little bit more like there's a little bit sweeter there's honey tones to them um you have um uh, sort of there are whiskies basically from all over scotland but they all have different flavors depending on the water oh oh it's like new york pizza exactly like new york pizza yes because they say new york pizza is the best because yeah. of the water yeah um and also on my recent trip to Italy, down in Naples and the coast, the Amalfi Coast, the Italians were telling us the pizza is so good because of the of water. The water. Yes. Oh. The water of life. Huh, who knew? And uh, for those of you who don't know, the only thing um, I know about whiskey is that Ruth mentioned Petier, and Petier is that smokiness. Smoky. Yeah. Is that smokiness, if yeah. you all don't know, because I didn't know that once upon a time. Okay. So, you know, we try to be educational here, at least Every a little bit. Every day is a school day, my friend. Every day is a school day. Yeah, I, Pete, Pete is a, like a fuel also. I mean, people burn I don't Pete. know him. Really? <laughs> You should have you should have seen her face right now. She was like, "Bitch, you are trying this so hard." <laughs> so Pete is a it's a fuel that you can stick it in your fireplace and burn it like wood. Oh, but that is what oh. gives the whiskey the smoky flavor. If I had a dime for every Pete I've had in my fireplace, oh, I'd have about twenty cents. No. <laughs> So you're not going to be here and uh, for the holidays. And right before we actually started recording, you told me that you're actually never here for the holidays. No, I mean, I would love actually to have a New York holiday season, but I have family back in the UK that I kind of, I'm, I, you know, I've got kids. And so I, I really need to be there until they don't need me there. So um, it's, it's nice to go back. It's nice to do all this sort of traditional stuff. Which is, how is it different than here? Let's, okay. Uh, let, let's well, you that. might be able to tell me because I haven't had a Christmas here. Okay. So I see our Christmas dinner as being very like your Thanksgiving, the American Thanksgiving. Okay. You have a turkey, you have the trimmings, like you'll have, you know, your Brussels sprouts that you've been cooking for about three months until, you know, they smell like a dead dog. Mm -hmm. um, carrots, uh, roast potato stuffing, all that kind of shit. Dessert, trifle. Um, mm. you, actually, you guys will not probably have Christmas pudding, right? Or Christmas cake. They're really sort of rich, fruity. No, um, like fruit cake? It's like, it's like a fruit cake. It's, but you, you basically, you start cooking it and you start making it in July-ish. And then every week you douse it with about half a bottle of brandy. Um, until by Christmas Day, it's essentially like a block of moonshine. Oh. Um, so it's very pungent. Uh, and you, it has like marzipan and um, royal icing on the top. Oh, oh, okay, no. You're looking at me like this sounds vile. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think it sounds delicious, but we just no. It's just nothing. I'll bring it's some back. I've, I've got a whole ton of stuff I'm going to bring back. It is nice. I mean, you only want a little sliver because it's it's very rich. Yes. And Christmas pudding, very much the same. It's made with with rich, rich fruit and suet, and then you set fire to it. Um, again with alcohol uh -huh. and um, eat it. Not Pete. Not Pete. Pete this is time. nowhere Pete to is, be found. Pete is out of the kitchen and, <laughs> and in the into the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> we both clearly have different priorities here, Michael. <laughs> Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm still single. <laughs> the phone hasn't rang over the 35 minutes we've been doing this. <laughs> No, on Kelly and Ryan, it was yesterday, the day before, they showcased somebody's family who puts out the holiday fruitcake that was made by their great, great, 
great grandmother. It's something like a hundred. 25 mm. years old and it's still good because they keep dousing it with stuff Just keep on pouring that alcohol in it but nobody forever. eats it well why would you not eat it I and also understand. it's probably horrible now let's yeah. face it i mean it'll be dried up i mean even with all that brandy i'm not sure that i'm tempted no there was a funny story in one of the uk press actually we're going back a couple of years but a couple who'd been given it was in in wartime uh, at the time of rationing and been given a turkey a christmas turkey in a can mm-hmm and they'd kept it for something like, I think it was maybe their 75th wedding anniversary or something. And they opened it to had it for their, for their silver wedding anniversary or golden wedding anniversary dinner. What was that? And it was, like? they said it was great. Oh, I think you can get turkey dinners in a can on Amazon. That was a food news update a million years ago, I feel. And it comes with a turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy, cranberry sauce and yams, I think, in the can. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. What else are we missing here that we're that you have there for the holidays? Sausage. So- sausage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've not had good sausage here, and we are not talking um, sexually. Okay. We are talking like a good old juicy fat sausage. You sure we're not talking sexually? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, rude. <laughs> the, one of the first things I will do when I get back to Scotland, and this is not a lie, I will have a great big fry up is breakfast it... with sausage and Heinz baked beans mm. and uh, potato scone is another thing we have. It's like a, it's a scone made out of potatoes. I like a fl- piece of li- flatbread or something. Yes. Oh, mm. Yum. Wow. It's all sausage. bad food. So is it like, I've been to Scotland and I don't remember having sausage but really i mean you obviously weren't i mean uh we're talking not sexually <laughs> but is it like bratwurst or no you see that's the thing or it's not like a hot dog and it's not like a brat then no what is it? it's just i don't know kielbasa i don't know what that is polish sausage i don't know what that is oh it's delicious maybe i've just been going to the wrong stores i don't know any of the diners I go to, the, the sausages are kind of skinny. Oh, yeah, that's that, those breakfast links. Yeah, no. they're not nice. No. I like the a brown big, fat, juicy one when you like put the fork in and the fat squirts, squirts out. out at you. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, you know, sexually and non sexually. Oh. That's <laughs> the way I like my sausage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ooh. Have you had all. Have you Can got, we talk about Dwayne Johnson again? Please? Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of fat sausage, <laughs> Lord, I i mean, what road have we gone down here? Vocal Vineyards, you're doing us right today. <laughs> have you gotten all your holiday shopping done? No. No, no I'm so unorganized. We're sitting in Christmas Village here, and not one of these things is for anybody I know. I'm just going to pick up one of these gifts and walk out with them and see what they are. I mean, it's, it's got to be better than what I have right now. Everyone's oh getting goodness. Amazon this year. Yeah, I think that's just the way it is. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about the holidays? Do you have a favorite thing about the holidays? Uh, twinkle lights. <gasps> twinkle lights. Yeah. So just, just like twinkling lights. Yeah, twinkling the tree, the you know, just everywhere, just hang the lights everywhere. The smell of pine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not big into the the, the rest of the traditions, but I, I, I like a light. Oh, I like that. I like that too. I actually like, and I'm not the most religious person, um, but I really do enjoy going to, and I don't know if you grew up religious or not. I grew up Catholic and going to midnight mass. And there are some churches in the city that still have mass at midnight, but right before that mass happens, it's the even song. So it's just all the carols. And if you go to one of the good churches with the good choirs. Oh, the good choirs. The good choirs, and so For the harmonies, yes, everything, and they give you all, all the Christmas like religious music. But then you get up, and it's all the carols that you get mm-hmm. to sing along to, and I always get crazy looks because I mean, I you're singing descant. I'm singing descant, <laughs> I, but I make sure to sit in the back of the church, and then I just wail my head off, right? Because I have about a bottle of bogle and a half. <laughs> before I go and then I just sing my little heart out I love and, that and then before the mass starts I peace out um, because then it's like I don't want to spend all this time in church but like that that I love I think it's just so much fun and it's just like really it really puts me in the mood 
You know, it's funny you should say that because it's been one of my intentions, probably for about the last six months, to go back to church or to join a choir or to do something like that because I really miss that community singing and that sense of, I don't know, belonging in some way. Um, yeah, there's yeah, a ton I, of choirs in the city. It doesn't have to be city. about a, a faith. It just has to be yeah. something about that kind of gathering together in a community and singing your heart out. Yeah, I mean, and we could even go back. Watch how I, watch how I try to wrap this right back around to the <laughs> to the magazine. But I mean, putting this magazine together and bringing this kind of Midtown West community together, I'm sure has been quite a feat. You know, and now that I'm part of this family too, and it definitely, I definitely do feel like I'm part of something very, very special and part of this very, for lack of a better term, exclusive community, although we're not exclusive. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And it's interesting because when I joined the magazine, it was three months in and there was a a small sense of identity, but... um, it was mainly about things, about businesses, about um, places, um, about buildings. And my feeling was, where are the people? I want this to be about people. And so it has been my kind of my mission <clears throat> since I joined to, to tell people's stories. Because for me, certainly, arriving in New York City, knowing no one, it can be incredibly lonely. It's a busy, busy city. There are always things happening, but it can also be incredibly lonely. And I think what we have done not intentionally but it's kind of been organic is that we have created a community of people who have a very shared experience we all we all kind of understand and can identify with the stories that people are telling about coming to the city trying to follow a dream you know trying to make it work we're all hustling um and so you know we are we feel less alone feel we feel less um kind of crazy i love that i love that yeah and i mean and i'm so glad to be included in that as well because i it's just a very very special thing for me and it definitely was a highlight of this year as like this year comes to a close so thank you for that no thank you you know and actually with this pod um i have been very fortunate excuse me to actually create my own little food community itself and one being one very special person who's very near and dear to my heart and to the pod is somebody called uh, Dr. Stephanie Zagragan. Dr. Stephanie Zagragan is a libido therapist, a specialist. Um, She deals with um, health and nutrition and definitely um, libido health, focusing on that. And she has chimed in this holiday season with some health holiday tips that i'm gonna let her take away right now so take it away dr z we love you hey there dr stephanie zagragan here today munoz and i thought it would be fantastic to have a little segment called just the health tip with dr z and today for our health tip i wanted to go over what to do during the holidays yes the holidays are upon us here And it is a time for family, friendship, celebration, sometimes a little craziness during the holidays. Uh, This is the time that we have travel plans, we might have interrupted schedules, and sometimes we fall out of sync with our normal routines. So today I wanted to give a couple tips to help you stay healthy during this holiday season. First, we know that with the holidays, we are going to more functions, more parties, more food. So let's start off with digestion. Uh, One of the biggest things you can do at these parties or social events is to chew your food. That is correct. That is where we start our digestion. And today in the typical American environment, we only chew our food about five to seven times before we swallow it. And really for food to be chewed properly, it needs to be at least 20 times. Start thinking about chewing that food a little bit more to help with the digestive support. Also, if you are getting a little bit of indigestion, I always love using apple cider vinegar. That is one of nature's ways to really help get the digestive juices flowing. Um, So the tip for that is you can take one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, put it in a shot glass. Yes, this is when we do shots and fill the rest up of that shot glass with water and chug a lug. Uh, Do that before a big meal. That's going to help acidify the stomach and actually start help you digesting those fats and proteins a little bit more efficiently. 
Also, if you are going to a party and we know there's buffets, there's lots of foods, before you fill your plate, I always tell my patients to look around the table, choose some healthy foods first. Choose if you've got a favorite one that you know is not so healthy, get a little bit of that one, but try to include some fruits, some vegetables, just to keep that plate balanced for yourself. Also, we know how the holidays are. We tend to overeat during this time. Really be more mindful about eating. Eat until you're satisfied, not until you're stuffed. Make sure that you savor the holiday treat that you really want to enjoy and then eat some smaller portions along the way. Also, we know that the holidays are a time for us to imbibe. So it's really important to be careful with beverages, especially those alcoholic beverages. Um, as you probably already know, alcohol can lessen inhibitions and also induce more overeating. And those non-alcoholic beverages can be full of lots of calories and sugar. So just be mindful of that. And one good tip for that would be for every alcoholic drink that you consume during the holidays, make sure you follow that up with a big glass of water before you hit the next one. If you're going to a holiday gathering, be the person that decides to bring a healthy dish to that party. I'm the kid that usually brings the veggie and hummus tray to parties that I go to just so I can ensure that there'll be some healthy foods for me to nosh on while I'm at the party. Also, don't forget about exercise and physical activity during this time. Exercise can help relieve holiday stress, prevent weight gain, and even just a moderate or daily increase in your exercise can help offset any increased holiday eating. And I always encourage everyone to try to do at least a 10 to 15 minute brisk walk after a nice meal. And even if you fall off the wagon during the holidays here, there is always a new day to jump back on that wagon. If you need some additional support or assistance on getting back on track after the holidays, I'm going to be participating in a 21 day group detox program. So for those of you that might overindulge or over imbibe in the booze over the holidays, I would encourage you to check out the link in the notes and join us for our online 21 day group detox program. You can check out more information about that at our website. Uh, but I'd love to have you join us on that journey as that can really set the stage for a healthy and happy 2020. So thanks for listening to the Just the Health Tip with Dr. Z. Here's wishing you a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday season. Take care. That was great. Those were some really great tips. And thank you for that, Dr. Z. This has been such a really, really great time and just kind of great kind of finale to the year having you on. I think you are the cherry on top of of this kind of end of the season for me. So thank you for coming on the pod with me, Ruth. Thank you, Michael. I like being a cherry. Oh, yes. Uh, speaking of, I I have I lost mine so long. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Dr. Z. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been a great time. If you want to follow Ruth, you could find her at West 42nd Street on Instagram, correct? Yes, and my personal Insta is Ruth Leslie. Yes, I love that too, at Ruth Leslie. Mm -hmm. um, if we want to find the magazine online, it's... West42ndStreet.com. That's W42ST.com. I love that. I love that. Go show them all the love. Um, as always, if you want to send me love notes or money or Christmas presents, Hanukkah gifts, I'm, I accept them all. Or you could just write me a letter and... And tell me how much you love me <laughs> at IndioMouthNYC at gmail.com or show me all the love at IndioMouthPod on Instagram and Twitter. Folks, have the most loveliest of holidays if you celebrate. If you don't celebrate, you know what? I hope you surround yourself with loved ones towards the year end. And with that, I'm going to thank you all. And once again, thank Ruth for coming onto the pod. And thank you for listening to In... Yo, mouth! <laughs>